You are the children of the day. That's what the Bible says to those who are born again. That sets you in contrast to those who are called children of the night. What's the difference between these two groups and what can we look for in the future? Find out on this episode of Discover Your Spiritual Identity. It's time to discover your spiritual identity with your host, Mike Shree. There are hundreds of names and titles given to God's people that powerfully reveal who you are, why you exist, and what your purpose is in this world. Each one pulls back the veil of a different aspect of who you are in Christ. Once you learn these names and titles and apply them to your life, you will rise up boldly to be all that God has called you to be. Are you ready? Here's Mike Shree. You are the children of the day. That's what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 5, to those who have been washed in the blood, born again, and are in a covenant relationship with God. That sets you at stark contrast to that one other group of people in this world who are referred to as children of the night. We are children of the day. Those who are outside of a covenant relationship with God are children of the night and children of the darkness. So let's pursue this. It's a very important calling. 1 Thessalonians 5, 5 says, You are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. I think there is far too much mingling of light with darkness in the church in this day. And I believe there needs to be a greater separation. You fulfill the calling to be children of the day five ways. This is phenomenal. This is incredible. But five different levels are increasingly manifesting this calling in you. Number one, personally. Number two, spiritually. Number three, continually, day by day. Number four, globally. And number five, eternally. We are the children of the day. First, let's explore what it means to be children of the day personally. There was a time when you walked in darkness. The Bible said if we have no if we say that we have no sin, we walk in darkness. And there was a time that many of us were oblivious to the need for repentance, oblivious to the need for a relationship with God. But then things came crashing in in our lives. And we realize I am helpless and hopeless without a connection to ultimate reality. And that's where Jesus comes in. And he is referred to in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, as the son of righteousness. So he brings the dawning of a new day in your life. Let me read the whole scripture. But unto you who fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. The first thing that impresses me about that verse is this, that he could have matched that analogy of the sun with numerous things. The sun of joy that brings the dawning of happiness. The sun of peace who brings the dawning of contentment. But instead, he coupled it with righteousness. Why? Because our main problem is we're born unrighteous in this world. We inherit a status of unrighteousness, and then that increasingly contaminates our soul by living in this world. So the beauty of being a Christian is imparted righteousness. See, 
The way you can see with your natural eyes is the light of the sun reflects off of physical objects around you, and then that reflection enters into your eyes, and there's an upside-down image that your brain has got to compute into a right-side-up image, but you can't see without light. And when the light of truth comes in your life, the sun of righteousness arises over you. He brings the dawning of a new day. You accept him as the Lord of your life. And beams of sunlight, S-O-N, light, come down and reflect off of you. And the main way that manifests is righteousness reflecting off of your life. It's not righteousness merely that you attain by doing religious things or spiritual things to attain it. But the Bible says that God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5.20. And so the reflection of Jesus's righteousness lights up our lives and suddenly we appear just as righteous in the sight of the Father and the sight of heaven as Jesus, the firstborn son. Now that's the dawning of a new day. He said, a certain type of people inherit this unto you who fear my name. Now the word fear has a double meaning. He's not talking about being terror stricken. The word fear also can mean to have the highest degree of reverential awe toward God. You recognize his greatness, his highness, his holiness, and you surrender to him. You just melt under his authority in love, not just in uh, a cringing kind of terror where you fear the consequences if you don't. No, it's a yielding. It's a submission to his authority in gladness. And when you do that, he lights up your life. John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not con comprehend it. Quit trying to make people comprehend biblical ideas who don't have a regenerated mind yet. You can't win every argument before they get saved. Lead them to Jesus, and then the spirit of truth within them enables them to comprehend the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Sometimes we get that backwards. In Christ, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So one of the main reasons your life lit up like the dawning of a new day is you were dead in trespasses and sins, but then the life of God was deposited in you and your dead spirit that was insensitive to the things of God was resurrected in Christ. Phenomenal. Wonderful. That's the first way we become children of the day. Thank God the night is over. It lasted 20 years in my life, almost 20 years. Second, we become children of the day spiritually when we function uh, in a relationship with God by walking in love and walking in the truth and being like-minded toward other believers. The Bible says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. And if we hate our brother, we're in darkness until now. 
So part of walking in the light, maintaining your status as children of the day, is walking in love. Make sure whatever you say about someone is said in love, even in conversations behind their back, or even more importantly, in conversation behind their back. If you have to bring some kind of correction and you're talking about it, make sure love permeates your words. That's not always easy. And then also reach out to the underprivileged. Read about the fast that God has chosen in Isaiah 58, how you deal out your bread to the hungry and you break every yoke and you minister to the underprivileged in this world. And then the Bible said, your light will break forth as the morning. Now it's not the sun shining on you. It's your life rising like a sun to illuminate your environment, to illuminate the world that you can impact. It's Jesus in you shining his light. And in verse 10 of Isaiah 58, he said, if you extend your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul. Reach out to hurting, damaged people around you. The world is full of them. Don't condemn them. Don't criticize them. Sympathize and empathize with them in their lost state. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will dawn in the darkness and your darkness will be as the noonday. So when you quit being a self-centered Christian, all about uh, doing things for yourself, increasing your own spirituality, walking in victory for your own mind's sake and emotion's sake, when you kind of set those as secondary goals and your main goal is reaching out to others, then your light is like the noonday the sun at its brightest moment. So the brightest moment of a Christian is when you have a giving heart, when you're focused on the needs of others. You ought to read that passage and go deeper in it. Third, we function as children of the day as we live a life of prayer and Bible reading and connecting with God on a daily basis. We are renewed, which means to be made new all over again. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says that even though the outer man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. And I like the phrase day by day because each literal 24-hour day, we get the dawning of a new day as if everything's brand new again. Thank God for that, right? Number four, we become children of the day globally. And that's not far off in the future. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes again, and when the dawning of a new day takes place worldwide, something that people call the millennium. Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 6 talks about it. Then I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. 
and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him that he should deceive the nations no more until the thousand years were finished. And I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was given to them. I saw the souls of those who were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of God. And it talks about how they shall live and reign with Christ a thousand years, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Then verse six says, blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power. Now, that chapter talks about this thousand-year period of time when Jesus will reign on the earth. If that's to be taken literally, then it fits right in with 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, that says, One day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Think of that. So, the day of the Lord is the day when Jesus will rule and reign on this planet and you and I will reign with him over a restored paradise world and the devil will be bound in the bottomless pit. That will be a bright and a shining day. Amen. And then finally, there's a new creation coming. Isaiah chapter 60 verses 19 and 20 talks about it. I want to go there and quote it to you verbatim. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 19 and 20. Listen to it right now. It says, the sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But the Lord will be to you an everlasting light, and the days of your mourning shall be ended, and your people shall all be righteous." Think of that. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. Isn't that a beautiful thought? The sun will no longer go down, neither for brightness will the moon shine at night, because there'll be no more night. There'll be no more day. In the new creation to come, the Lamb will be the light of New Jerusalem, and His glory will radiate through the city and the cycle of day and night, day and night, will be over as well as the contrast between children of darkness and children of light, children of the night and children of the day. All that will phase out, and you and I will shine like the sun in the kingdom of our Father, children of the day forever. Now that's an edifying title resting on the children of God. Thank you for listening to Discover Your Spiritual Identity with Mike Shreve, a podcast designed to cause a spiritual awakening in your life. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss new episodes. You can go deeper into this amazing revelation of the names God has given His people by getting your copy of Mike Shreve's book titled, Who Am I? Dynamic Declarations of Who You Are in Christ. We also invite you to visit our website, shreveministries.org, and sign up to be part of our global internet family, a group of on-fire believers who are bold to proclaim, I am who God says I am, I have what God says I have, and I will be what God says I will be.